0: The Listening for Clues team welcomes you to a four-part mini-series, Discover Advent in Everyday Moments, finding hope, peace, joy, and love. We're using excerpts from our Good News podcast series with time for reflection.
1: Let us pray. Dear Jesus, you entered our world on Christmas as the Prince of Peace, this Advent as we strive to become the best version of ourselves. Fill us with a deep and abiding peace. Help us share that peace with everyone we encounter, especially those who need it most. Amen.
0: Our first speaker is Pat Aaron, orchestra teacher. The thing you mentioned in your bio is that you do perform at your church, and I'd like to hear a little more about that, but also to what extent your musicianship or your teaching experience has involved something of the spirit or your spiritual life, if you're able to talk
2: mm-hmm. about. Yes, I do often play at my church. I have a, a pianist friend that, that I play with. And, and on other occasions, I play in a quartet or a, a string trio, which is piano, cello, and violin. So I have all those kind of chamber opportunities. But I do like your question about how that affects my spiritual life. Playing music can be a very spiritual thing. It's a way to uh, kind of lift myself and, and I think sometimes those who listen into a, a spiritual place. Sometimes playing, it's hard to explain, sometimes playing is, can be a very uh, emotional, I don't know, spiritual experience. So you so you play and you listen and you connect with the people that are listening to you and you kind of can reach them by playing to them and for them. And you no, know, it is it is a difficult thing to explain, but but not so much to experience. I often can see that I'm connecting with with people as I play. And And one of the neatest experiences is finishing a piece and hearing or feeling the calmness that follows the piece. And and sometimes that's the way that, that you know the feeling within yourself and then the feeling within those who have experienced the music.
0: Yeah, you know, Pat, I think that is so well said. You're trying to find the right words and I think that actually was a demonstration that this kind of connection is beyond words. It's wordless.
2: Continue what you're saying, Johnny, because I've experienced Pat playing at retreats. And what you were saying and what I was hearing, Pat, is that you are bringing community together as one.
1: In the next two minutes, reflect on these questions. What did you hear? What does this remind you of in your own life?
0: Our next speaker is the Reverend Dr. Brant Montgomery, priest and school chaplain.
3: And um, and you asked how this is, um, has affected me uh, as a black priest. Um, there have, um, at my previous school, um, before I came to St. James, um, there were some issues that I stepped into there that necessarily weren't good. And that, you know, um, there were some times in which the students let me know in certain ways that they did not want me there. Uh, For example, um, very early on in my time, um, as I was walking to my office, uh, one morning, and this is, again, at my previous school, I had KKK literature Mm. on my desk Mm. um, found there. And and that was a rattling experience. And when the rector at my previous church, when he found out about it, he said, Brant, you are fine. I'm glad that you're here. I've got your back. The church has got your back. We are glad that you are here. So he definitely supported me um, through that. Because I almost said, okay, okay, if they don't want me here, I will leave. Um, But he had my back. And um, a very good thing, you know, in connection to that, it was about a year ago now, I would say. I had um, the student who was one of the people that did that. He called me and he said, Father, that was one of the stupidest things I ever did in my life it is yeah it has haunted me ever since I just had to call you and say I'm sorry and so and and he said that you know the way that I still loved him through all that remained with him and so I would say as a black priest that's one of the things that I've seen later on um that hopefully I've been able to help you know just other people see just the wide breadth and diversity and just the wideness of God's mercy, the wideness of God's love, the wideness of God's community.
1: In the next two minutes, reflect on these questions. What did you hear? What does this remind you of in your own life?
0: Our final speaker is the Reverend Mary Luck Stanley, priest and author.
4: I'm starting to have kind of an overarching theory about how the book came together for me and and answering the question, why? Why did we construct the book this way? Why did we write it? How would it be helpful to people? And so what I think is that if you start with the understanding that every human being yearns to connect with something greater than themselves. And you can call it different names, higher power, God, whatever, but if you start with that and then you also have an understanding that God is omnipresent and is all around us all the time, then the question is why is it that people sometimes feel like it's so hard to experience God, to connect with God, to be in the presence of God? In some ways, it's really easy to be part of, feel connected to God when you're looking out at the ocean or you're hiking a mountain and seeing gorgeous views or when you witness the birth of a child or you're falling in love. But it's harder in our lives to see God when we're right in the midst of a crisis or a very stressful time. And so, I've had that experience where during a stressful time involving grief and and illness and death, that it felt like God had left the building. It felt like I was abandoned by God. And that presented a lot of questions and problems for me. I think that what happens is that when we're in a crisis, we get tunnel vision you know we know that cortisol is a chemical that is a crisis response that help us to focus but I also think that cortisol can help us or, or create a sense of tunnel vision and when you get tunnel vision you're very focused on solving a problem to get out of the crisis but also you can't see the perspective around what that tunnel vision has focused you on and so I have this this theory and it's not my theory it's it's based on psychology and things i've read and my experience is that sometimes it takes time like years of healing to get to the place where you can look back on a stressful situation and not still have tunnel vision but be able to mind that and look around and ask the question where was God in the midst of that awful time when I just felt like God had left the building and so my experience is that looking back on those kinds of memories is a healing process and it's funny that a lot of people who've read the book have talked not only about having tears as they read the book but also raucous laughter and I wonder sometimes about the cathartic and medicinal benefits of both laughter and tears when we go back and we we look at our memories and uh, we need to have some kind of movement there so what I hope is that this book is an invitation to people when they're ready to look back on their lives to consider writing a spiritual autobiography or just sharing stories with whoever their trusted people are. It'd be great for a book group. And I hope that that's cathartic for them and that somehow they say, oh, wow, it felt like God was absent from this situation, but really I see God's grace at work now. And the great thing is that now that I've been thinking about it, and I've had that experience enough times, the next time I get into a really horrible phase of my life, I think I'm gonna have more confidence that I'm gonna know I have tunnel vision right now, it feels like God's not here because I'm suffering too much, but if I wait long enough, I will gain perspective eventually. And I know that's a a long answer, But that is my perspective and and the way that I've been thinking about this book.
1: In the next two minutes, reflect on these questions. What did you hear? What does this remind you of in your own life?
0: Thanks so much for joining us for this special episode of Listening for Clues, Discover Advent in Everyday Moments, Session 2, Peace. You can find this episode and all episodes in our playlist at listeningforclues.com.